Hello and welcome to the We Don't Wanna Podcast. This is normally the show where we really don't want to. But for the start of this new series, we honestly don't yet know if we don't wanna. So please come along and join us as we start our journey through the brand spankin' new Wheel of Time show. We are your hosts, I am Scott, and joining me as always, he's always complaining that the bath is just not warm enough. It's Zachary and Zachary! <laughs> How are you doing Hell today, buddy? Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm doing alright, man. I would be doing better if the water was a little warmer. Yeah, a little warmer. You know, when we're, we're having our baths together, uh, you're just always like... Ah, it's not warm enough for me. Right. It would also enough. be doing better if uh, if the hot-ass chick from uh, Gone Girl was in the bath with me as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Rosalind Pike, definitely. right? Rosalind Pike. Love her. Yeah. Uh, no, she is good. Yeah. She's great. Uh, we, of course, are talking about, as I just said, the Wheel of Time series. Uh, this is a little bit different of a thing than Zach and I have ever, tack- ever tackled before because... This is new. Neither of us have ever read the books or experienced the series in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I feel like we're both pretty much completely blind going in, aside from, like, one trailer. Um, And so we're going to do this a little bit differently than we usually do, where uh, one of us usually guides the other through their kind of favorite series. But yeah, we're just kind of going to, you know, recap these episodes, think we talk about what we thought what our takes are how we're feeling what we like what we dislike and and kind of go from there yeah definitely i i hope uh i hope that that this show rocks man i want i want to like it you know i hope i hope it's a good time uh definitely have uh some some thoughts here on this first episode mm-hmm. uh as scott mentioned this is not something i am familiar with uh, i i have been recommended the Will of Time book series uh, by many people. Uh, so I know that it is a beloved fantasy series. Um, yeah, definitely. So, you know, we, we are being those dipshits who, who kind of dive into the story through TV or through a movie first instead of reading the books like true fans. <laughs> but... Uh, Hashtag not a true fan confirmed. Man, I've, gotta, I've just got to say, though, that there's, there's something fantastic about, uh, about good film and good television and... And I think it's it's a whole different uh, category. I mean, I don't put I don't put the Game of Thrones books and the Game of Thrones TV show in the same category. They're both separate right. things and should be you know viewed as separate things. It, exactly. I I've always held the belief that you know both can be enjoyed separately for what they are. I feel like a lot of people get way too hung up on oh, the books are better than the movie, or blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, enjoy the books for what they are and enjoy the show or the movie or whatever it is for what they are. Both can be good in their own way. And you know what? At the end of the day, I just want to have fun and enjoy things. And and I agree. I'm I'm stoked to get into this. One of my uh, very good friends in college, uh, Arthur, shouts to Arthur, he, he always talked about this series. He always talked about the Wheel of Time books and how good they were, but I... Never took his recommendation and got into them. Um, but maybe now I will. I, I do have a tendency to, if I watch something and really enjoy it, I will go back and read, you know, the, right. the source Scott material. is not much of a toe dipper. 
He doesn't test no. the, He doesn't test the water. He's just like, well, all right, all in. I'm either all in or pretty much all out. I can usually tell. I have literally watched like uh, things on Netflix for about five to ten minutes and just just been like, nope, this isn't for me, and dropped it forever. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Not a toe dipper. Uh, so I will either jump fully in or fully out, pretty much. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss these episodes. We're gonna have a good time while we're doing it. As Zach mentioned, we are kind of giant uh idiot dipshits so we will have some real dumb commentary i'm sure but we we're gonna have fun doing it and we hope you have fun joining us as well yeah so to set the stage here um we we start we start the first episode off with uh with a little bit of history and lore which i think Mm -hmm. uh any good fantasy series right you have to be introduced to the world and so this is what we get so we hear from uh, Gone Girl's uh, own Rosalind Pike. <laughs> Rosamund Pike. Oh, Rosamund Pike? Yeah. I thought it was Rosalind. No, it's well, Rosalind. Well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you think she's so great, you dumb. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. Um, so she, she lets us know. The world is broken. Many, many years ago, men who were born with great power believed they could cage darkness itself. What arrogance. When they had failed, the seas boiled, the mountains were swallowed up, and cities burned. Then the women of the Aesidae, did I say that right? Sure. You're as close as I'm going to get. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a lot of weird ones in this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to have fun with the names. (laughs) The women of the Aesidae were left to pick up the pieces. These women remembered one thing above all else the man who brought the breaking of the world, and they named him Dragon. Now, this man has been reborn again. We don't know where or to whom, if he was reborn as a girl or a boy. The only thing we do know for certain is that this child is coming of age now, and we must find them before the dark does. So, that, uh, I feel like that sets the stage. Immediately, I'm like, okay, sounds like a pretty cool lore. Also sounds a little bit cheesy, but, uh, you know. Yeah, listen, I feel like... It was very just kind of quick and to the point, which I'm here for. It was like, hey, this is the deal. This is what happened. We, we don't have to go super deep into this yet. And I feel like we'll get, obviously, more as the story goes on. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's... I don't fully disagree that it's a little cheesy here and there. But, listen, I, I feel like we've seen plenty of, whether it's fantasy or just fiction in general, that plays off a lot of these tropes and maybe just because we're so late to this one in particular uh it just seems a little i don't want to say standard or basic but you know right i mean look man what what fantasy out there is not about finding the chosen one to defeat the evil right it's right (laughs) exactly exactly but i'm you know i'm fine with it i don't particularly love chosen ones stories but I kind of feel like this one has a couple wrinkles, and I'm hoping we're going to get some more wrinkles that'll that'll definitely keep me engaged for sure. Yes, I I definitely felt the same. So, uh, quick note I had on this scene because, uh, yeah, Rosamund Pike's character, uh, Mor- Moraine, Moraine, is that Moraine? Okay, mm-hmm. she's like uh, she's got one of those like badass like gear up uh, scenes going on as she's like narrating this. Right. Uh, gotta say, love her costume. Like she, she looks rad as hell. 
uh, her her gearing up scene is just real cool. So that's interesting. The, oh, really? The costuming is maybe one of my least favorite things about this show so far. Interesting. Yeah, character design is a little little soft in my opinion. I'm gonna be honest. I felt almost exactly opposite. Yeah, this felt like um. This felt like their their scouting agents just went to a Ren fair and was just like, yo, you, let's go. On set now. I like, can... You know what it is? Okay, actually, hold on. I don't actually think it's the character design itself. I think that everything is too clean. Everything's too... Like, it's like these people have, like... Like, there's certain people that have, like, straight-up fucking bald fades, like, taper fades, haircuts, and, like, <laughs> they're styled like normal people now. Just put in Renfair clothes. Listen, man, they they're down with the they're down with the sick haircuts in this day and age. They're they're all about that personal hygiene and grooming. Yeah, apparently. I do, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, I guess I'm, and you're right. It does look maybe a little too clean. It reminded me. It's definitely more. The Witcher, if you watch the Witcher brand of like costuming yes. and that kind of thing, yeah. than like Game of Thrones. Uh, for as two fantasy series, for example, it's like right. where Game of Thrones is grimy, uh, yep. you know, and dirty. Those two, I feel like, are more a little more like clean, bright. I mean, um, I don't know. I feel like The Witcher also is is a little bit more grimy than this. This just looks like, you know, what it is the the actual saturation is just mm-hmm. like pumped up. Like the colors are brighter, which I don't actually think is bad. It just it makes for a very like borderline like animated caricature style of like like wow this is just like a little little in your face like pretty sure right? i i can dig that I, I i guess more what i was thinking i i was reminded of watching the witcher quite a bit i feel like through the through this first episode mm-hmm. i think i think part of it is like the cinematography the way it's shot mm-hmm. um i think part of it was that but i was i was definitely getting some witcher vibes off of this but um you know, I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at the costume design or anything like that, um, like you were. But I, I, I understand I, what you're saying. Okay, cool. Uh, I feel validated now. Uh, my, my, okay. my PP is is uh, is tingling. Thank you. Oh, goody. Um, that's that's all I work for. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this this first episode, uh, in a nutshell, we we mm-hmm. start with our uh, Moraine and Lan. Yes. Uh, who his cool last, samurai dude. Cool samurai guy who his last yeah. name is Mondragon Mondragamon. Mon Mondor it's like it's not drag it's like Doragon or something Mondragoran. like that. Dr- yeah, I think that's it. I just call him Lan or yeah, Lan. badass samurai dude. Um so we've already got the setup, right? Mm-hmm. Again, this episode uh being very efficient, letting us know exactly what the fuck's going on and what we're doing. So they set off to find the quote-unquote dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, takes them to a town called, uh, or, or an area of this world called the Two Rivers. Uh, all hell breaks loose. They find some suitable candidates, and they start their quest, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the episode in a nutshell. That is, yeah, kind of the episode in a nutshell. Uh, we get basically a little bit of a character intro for, for these four um young adults who um you know we can kind of assume are our main characters along with Moraine and Lan um 
and yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward, but I think there there definitely is some interesting things that we can we can touch on on along the way. Um, the first thing after like the the whole Wheel of Time title card is is a very interesting scene, and I almost I would have forgotten about it if not for the notes here, because there's not we don't get like really anything else on this for a while. The chase. Yes, the chase. There's there's all these uh these gals in red cloaks. Um they're chasing down these two dudes. And then I'm like, "Ooh, whoops, there's only one apparently because this the one of them has some madness," they say, cuz mm-hmm. he's talking to his like invisible buddy that doesn't exist. I, I was almost wondering like did she use some type of magic to make him like not be able to see him so he thinks he's going mad? Yeah, that thought also crossed my mind as well. So I'm I'm honestly not sure which is the case. It could be either. Right. Um but yeah, the lead the lead red cloak gal says uh that this power is meant only for women um and that they basically like taint it even by attempting to use it. And I th- they 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 use they start to use like some kind of magic on him. It, it seems like they kill him. They but go it's cu- cuts away. They go. <laughs> they t- no Harry Potter references. I won't allow it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I it cuts away. It sure seems like they kill him, but not sure. Uh, Ro- uh, Roseman Pike, Moraine, and badass samurai dude who is Lan. They are looking down from kind of above this scene, and she's like. Eh, it's not him. We got to keep looking. Right. So then we cut to um, Roos Bolton. Hell yeah, Roos Bolton. And Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> dude, I literally said the same. <laughs> Did you? Thing. I fucking knew you would, dude. I have in my notes this kid looks like Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I he also just... at some points kind of acts like Anakin too, and I e- and I'm like. Definitely, definitely does. I don't think I don't think I'm a fan. His name is Rand, but I kind of feel like we should either call him just Hayden, Randikin, or Anakin. Randikin. Oh my god. Okay, (laughs) he's now forever Randikin. Okay. I love Randikin. Oh my god. Um, this so this uh episode, I felt like I felt like there was a stark contrast in the acting abilities of some of the older more experienced actors and actresses compared to some of the younger actors uh like i mean dude i i I don't you know sorry i don't know the name of the guy who plays Rand's father aka roose bolton um yeah i can't think of it off the top of my head either he in my opinion he stole this episode yeah he was very good i i'm gonna be honest i feel like the only performance i had a problem not a problem but just like the one that seemed a little out of place in this episode was was randikin sorry my dude yeah uh, no yeah i think I, I mean this is the contrast i'm talking about because we get this scene of them walking yes, right correct. which it's not a bad scene um no. but i've got to say man there's something about uh Roos bolton's voice that is just like Yo, menacing dude, yeah you're fucking hardcore man <laughs> he's like so nice and cool in this yeah. show though <laughs> you still don't want to cross like, that motherfucker you just though. know him from game of thrones and just like oh Roos. i never caught his his actual name i'm gonna call right. him Roos. yeah forever. he's Roos. um uh he is just 
he looks so kindly in this, but I was like, mm, what is he planning? What he's going to stab. He's, he's going to stab Rankin in the back. His, <laughs> underneath his fucking sleeve, bro. Yeah, man. Um, Don't pull up his sleeve. Yeah, so so look, we, we, we get this uh, little exchange. Uh, uh, Randikin is mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, yeah. I did not realize at this point that he would be one of our main characters. And I was just like, oh, he's just some other fucking kid. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I like Bruce Bolton. I want this guy hanging around. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. Up until this point, I had noticed some of the music choicing was a little, again, Ren Fairy. Uh, like the pub I'm gonna music. be honest. I don't. I don't think any of the music like registered with me at all. Okay, it's just kind of sad. Well, I mean, that's so. Sometimes that's a good thing, right? It just lends to the scene. I guess, yeah. But it, I you, felt, I felt like that to fine me, line to walk of it being like memorable and adding to the scene, or just you know, it didn't stick out as bad. Right, you know? right, right. Okay. So look, we uh, we see some girl just get yeeted into this fucking river <laughs> dude i just have like oh yeah nothing nothing like a lovely morning of hair braiding and getting shoved into whitewater rapids <laughs> yeah, um didn't realize the importance of this i still am like this just seems like a rite of passage thing right yeah it's like a coming of age rite of passage thing she's got to like surrender to the flow of this river and uh yeah she's all right she's fine she's she's fine just she's like okay. that she it. just she just did a little float down the river. You yeah, know, everyone look, I'm calling this float. now. Sorry, we haven't gotten to this yet or to these people yet. Uh, Matt and Perrin, mm-hmm. I like them a lot. I like both of their characters so far a lot. I like Egwene. Uh, uh, Egwene, Egg- yeah, the chick that got pushed into the river. Yeah, I like her too. She, yeah, she's okay. Um, okay, so uh, Moraine and Lan. Mm-hmm. Show up to this pub. Oh, we got a badass here. That's yeah. what I that was the first time I saw Lan when he walks in. Well, not the first time, but I was like, oh, Lan's so cool. Yeah, he he's see wow. I really am surprised at some of your opinions already. Nah, dude. Lan is rad. I can't believe you're gonna don't even begin I, to tell I, I don't, me. You're I don't think hate he's bad Lan. or anything. I just he's just whatever to me. I feel nah, like. he's he's cool. I love a good samurai. I think Moraine is way Zorro. fucking cooler than him. I mean, Moraine is cool as shit too. I I love them both. Okay, uh, but Lan is just more my speed of like traditional. I've got a sword. I'm a cool stoic samurai man, and I'm just gonna wreck shop when right. the chips are down. You know, Amanda brought up uh, how he seemed very out of place. Like everybody seems like, uh, like kind of, kind of like medieval type fantasy. Mm. Uh, and then he's just like a samurai man, and she's I'm like, she's it. like, where does his class like where like where, why are there not more people like? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, that's the thing. I I feel like he's like basically like whether you want to call it like a retainer or like a bodyguard or whatever for Moraine, who as we see when she comes into this pub is a very important person. Like she commands big respect. Right. Yeah. Um, so so we get this. Uh, Actually, my exact note says, so an Aes Sedai seems like a very powerful, and I put in, in quotes, class, race. I'm not really right. sure if yeah. if it's a human or it's just like, this is your chosen class or whatever. Yeah. Um, she chose mage class. Sure. <laughs> right. Uh, Roose Bolton, he, he has a very good line. And again, in his badass voice, he, he says, so 
some of the kids say something to the extent of like one a side sedai can turn the tides of an entire battle right yeah yeah yeah. and Roos delivers this line which i thought was a very good line says the Aes Sedai, they just pull the strings of the entire world from their white towers. From their white tower, right. Uh, I thought that was cool. I was like, dang, okay, so these guys seem like hardcore. Yes, and it also seems like kind of regular common folk have a built-in mistrust of them a little bit. Like, they respect their power and, like, what they can do, but it's almost like they kind of... I I, I feel "Eh." like the way I... the, The tone I got was just, like... If they're around, like there's something bad going on. Like it's not necessarily sure. them. It's just like like bad things happen when they're around. Right. For sure. Um so <laughs> uh Randikin and the Yeeted girl start making out. Uh Moraine can do some fucking cool ass magic stuff. Uh like she makes the water warm. She makes that water real warm. Looks yeah. cozy. That yeah. bath. That's um I saw her in that bath and I was like, this is directly taken from Gone Girl. It's <laughs> like when she's just sitting in the tub, like soaking. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah. Are they like, do you think they're like intimate as well? Or do you think it's more a work relationship that they have? Um, I don't know. It seemed like it could go either way when they were in that tub. And I was just like, mm. I mean, the dude just, like, slow walked up with his fucking dong out. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, right yeah, at her yeah. eye level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I big, don't know. Big, big ass shot. No uh, shame great stuff. Or, no. or usual scene, you know, like, usual. Yeah, exactly. Is it like, uh, we just know each other that well, we're, you know, we have this close of a working relationship, or, hey, do they go for a little Sally on the side, as they <laughs> like to say? <laughs> Um, was that a was that a Bobby B line? I can't even remember who said that. Sally a little on Sally on the side. Yeah. Um No, I think it was somebody else, but I can't remember who it was. Doesn't matter. I was just curious about that. I was like, man, do these two get it on or do they just get it on in battle, which we see a little bit later, which was awesome. Right. Um so we we do we do learn from Moraine that she does think that one of the people here is the dragon reborn right but she's not sure which so i have to admit it was at this point that i was like okay i like that i I like that Mm -hmm. uh because much like what you mentioned earlier how sometimes it's just like oh you're the chosen one like let's train let's do all this stuff and train you up and go on this quest Uh, i like that there is this uncertainty um, definitely yeah and we we get like kind of a brief introduction you know it doesn't go deep on on the individual the four characters uh are forming characters you know obviously randikin and Egwene have kind of a relationship but she basically tells him like hey she's been offered to be this like uh mentored by this wisdom who's kind of like a healer she has a really cool woman. name it's N- uh I almost said Nananoe, but that's uh, that's King Shark. Nanave? Nanave. Yes, Nanave, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool name. But that would mean basically like uh, a life of like solitude and like she couldn't marry him or have kids or anything right, like that. Right, 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 right. So we get that and then we get kind of a brief parent introduction. He is uh, in love with the blacksmith gal. 
I had her name somewhere, but I, I Lorai. I or thought something like I that. thought he was married to her. Could be. I, I'm not sure if they were married or just. I, I think I think I think he said that that they were married. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they seem like they have a you know great little great little time that does not last. Uh, very sad when we get to that. And then our our fourth Matt. Uh, he just seems to have a real rough rough home life. Like he yeah. kind of has to keep an eye on his younger sisters because both of his parents seem like they are kind of worthless sacks of shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I also since you're since you're bringing him up, I I do have to say. Uh, right off the bat, uh, massive difference in acting ability from the guy that plays yeah. Matt compared to the other three. He's very good. D- yeah, he's very good. I like Matt a lot in this episode. Um, yeah, I, I would not not necessarily sure. like who he is or anything like that. I mean, yes, I I do like his character, yeah. but like just his performance is just better for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So we see uh, Lord Thingy. Show up to the end of the prancing pony. Voldy rose rolls up over here. Yeah, dude. fucking Lord Valmont Snakeface guy. <laughs> and and did this not have some notes of the the prancing pony? Like yes, that scene? too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, they they mention I can't remember if it was Lan or Moraine mentioned an eyeless. Yes, and I'm like oh this must be this dude. Yeah, they called the him eyeless. the eyeless. That's a pretty right. cool name. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's creepy as all hell. Do not like. Do yeah, not, not like uh I mean, I am a fan of the design. I think uh, yeah, I think it's no, pretty sure. fucking terrifying. I wonder if there's, that's how it's written in the book. Like if yeah. it's described that way. There's also an air of like uh the the in Return of the King, the like the mouth of Sauron, I think is what they call him. Uh he has like no rest of the face. Aragorn cuts his head off. It's a cool scene when they march on the Black Gate. It doesn't matter. He reminded oh, me a little bit of that. I know too. what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, he has a real creepy design. I was into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm into creepy stuff. What? <laughs> I said he had a real creepy design. I was into it. Obviously, I'm into creepy stuff. Yeah, you are. You're into some weird shit, dude. Oh, I'm into some weird <laughs> stuff, boy. Um. So we we get I had to call this out because I just didn't like it. Uh, I, this scene with the the wisdom chick and the and Maureen. No, 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 no. Right before oh, okay. this, right before that, we get uh, Igwin or whatever her name is and Randikin hanging out oh, in yeah, the mountains, yeah. and he has this like what's supposed to be like just a very sad like he's upset that she is going to be this apprentice and he's like yeah. I wanted a wife and kids and I just like if I'm reading this on paper I like this scene. Mm-hmm. Watching it I just could not believe any of it. It's it not did good. Not, it did not it did not go well. I don't even think I took a note on it cuz I was just like oh this is forgettable. Yeah. These these are kind of forgettable performances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, but then yes, we do get we get the Moraine <clears throat> and the wisdom. Uh I didn't love this scene either. Uh, well, so I was I was actually about to say that this is, as far as dialogue, this is the most interesting dialogue we've had. Um, I kind of, I just kind of felt like it was forced. It was like 
here, let me tell you my story. Right. Like, uh, why I have beef with your order. Yes. And let me monologue at you for a bit. And I was yes. just like, eh. Listen, I understand this is the first episode of the show and we have a lot of setup to do, but it just felt a little forced, I guess, is the only yeah, way I That's probably fair, it. yeah. But yeah, she's basically, she she does not like the Aes Sedai because her mentor this old lady uh, basically went to the White Tower, but she was turned away immediately because of kind of her being sh- a shabby peasant. Uh, and Nanave? Nanave, yeah. Nanave. She's basically just still mad at the whole Aes Sedai order for this. Right. It, it's um, a very, it's. A, I mean, it's a very textbook, like, character design. Yeah, 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 basically. It, it didn't move me one way yeah, or the other. Yeah, no. Um, but again, as far as like interesting, like, oh, hey, like here's some story. Yeah. I was like, cool. Cause sure. we hadn't really gotten any of that uh, other than like the initial setup of, of the, of the show. Right. I was more interested in cool samurai dude finding mutilated animals in a creepy symbol in the woods. I was like, oh, this is very Game of Thrones and I love it. Yeah. My, my note says land finds these dead rams in a pattern. I really hope we learn what this means. Yes, that's a jab at Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Uncalled for, sir. Yeah. Uh, this is, in my opinion, the best scene in this in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Are you talking about before the battle or the battle before itself? before before the battle? Okay, I agree completely. The the Randikin uh, and, and his and Roose Bolton scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have this quote word for word because I and re- just the I really whole like kind it. of village doing this festival with the lanterns. Yes, I thought was good. Yes, yeah. all of it. I I want to read this quote because I, mm-hmm. I I have all of it. It's very good. So Rannikin asks his father, "How long does it take before the wheel of time turns someone's spirit back into the world again?" And Roose Bolton replies, "I wish I knew." I'm sure there is a reason that we can't remember our previous lives. All we can do is the best we can with the life that's given to us and take comfort from it. But no matter what happens, what pain we face, heartbreak, even death, the wheel keeps turning, always. And we try again, and we do a little better than the last time. This is the best scene in, in this episode. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, Roos, Roos freaking killed it, man. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't know if he'll be in the series more. I kind of... By the end of this episode, it. I... By the, yeah, by the end of this episode, I was like, what purpose would he serve? But man, did he crush it here. Like, if this is his one big scene, he... It is good. He did it well. He um, did it well. My, my note on that says, uh, best scene of the episode so far, good music, very melancholy, very real. This right. is what I need from this show to not feel like I'm in a fucking, like an RPG. Right. Like, uh, so, they, yeah. so they don't explicitly say it, but I'm assuming that's his mother and Roos's wife that they're they're talking about. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. good stuff. It it is mm-hmm. a it is a very and good yeah, scene. You see, basically, the whole town basically lighting these lanterns uh, to you know guide the souls of their lost loved ones, you know, back. And uh, then then they have a party because one of them says something to the effect. One of the villagers is like. Hey, nobody. They, they won't come back if it doesn't seem fun down here. So let's let's have let's a, party, man. Let's party it up. Let's have a fucking <laughs> rave. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So shit turns up to eleven. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. 
we we get a quick scene where my guy Lan tells uh, Moraine he's like, "Hey, the Fade," which I don't know if that's the name of another name for this eyeless guy or if it's like the name for just the general dark forces. He's just saying, "Yo, you gonna catch this Fade, bro." <laughs> Please don't ever do whatever it was in the camera you were doing there. Uh, Shaking his head around like a weirdo. Uh, The Fade has Trollocs with it. We need to leave now. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Trolloc? And literally about 10 seconds later in the episode, I then wrote, oh shit, that's a fucking Trolloc. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Tom got fucked. They did him dirty, my guy Tom. Yeah, not a good look for our guy Tom. (laughs) Tom, we hardly knew ye. We knew you for about four seconds when you were dancing with Egwene, and then you dead. You dead, boy. Yeah, uh, did you like them, the Trollocs? Um, (laughs) they look bad. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I don't think they look bad. They don't look incredible they like think about it like this dude i'm thinking the orcs and the urukai look a million times better but that's on a movie that came out 20 years ago that's not a fair comparison though because they're just uh, like all they have to really do is masks and armor they're still human basic human shape and basic human size like these dudes have like goat legs or something Okay. Speaking of, like, what was... Was, like, those mutilated goats in the woods, did that, like, summon these Trollocs? Do they turn... Is it, like, a uh, a summoning ritual to, like, summon these Trollocs? Or is it, like, did they turn into them or something along those lines? No. I So I don't think that they could turn into them. Because at the end of this episode, we see more marching down, that's right? True. Like, that's like it's, it point. seems like it's an army, like a yeah. force that's sent out to them, yeah. rather than like a transformation that takes place. But I, I don't know. Maybe that is like how you summon them. I thought, yeah, that was the first thought I had. I was like, maybe these are, this is how you summon them here, or this is how you make them, or what have you. Gotcha. That but definitely yeah, they're. Could be it. Like I said, it's 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 not as easy, quote unquote, easy to do as like just a troll or no, sorry, not a troll, an orc or an urukai, because they're much taller. They've got these like goat legs. They're basically goat from the waist down. Um, fine, okay, fine. And they've got real fucked up faces. Look, listen, I'm not gonna say they look great, but I don't think they look like ugh either. Look, like, they I, look I just I just know that. Up up until this point of the episode, I hadn't been with the with the one exception of the the Wheel of Time scene, like with uh, mm-hmm. Roos and Randikin. Right. Uh, I, I I up until this point, I hadn't felt like hell yeah about this. Sure. And then I see these things, and I'm like, yikes, man, that doesn't look good. <laughs> Like I was already feeling kind of not fantastic about the costuming. Right, right. You said that. And then I and then I saw these things and I was like, that's ugly. Doesn't look good. Listen, that's fair. But Um, look, I will admit, like I've gotta give credit where it's due. 
um, shit pops off and it gets yeah. fucking real. And it it's a real. ride, man. It's a wild ride. Yeah, a uh, a Trolloc busts in on old Randikin and Roos and turns out old Roos can fight. He yeah. busts out his super special sword and he uh, he holds his own for a minute uh, against this Trolloc uh, till he gets wounded and then Randikin does the old stab it in the back of the head when it's about to kill your <laughs> loved one bit that's in everything ever. That's a that, that's a coined move right there. That's a that's a yeah. special attack. The it old is. stab it in the back of the head while it's about to kill yeah. your loved one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trademark, trademark that immediately. <laughs> if I had a plane card, that would be my uh, my move that cost uh, two mana instead of one. That's like that the would, special. No, that would be the trap card. Like right when you think. Oh yeah, you're, you're, right, win, you're right. Yugi's like, you've activated my trap card. The <laughs> stab play, in the back of the neck when you're about to the- kill my loved one. <laughs> <laughs> Go destroy his blue eyes. <laughs> fuck dude um yeah dude so my notes say uh fucking roos bolton better not be dead best character so far he better not this better not be the last we see of him ah he's fine oh i but like it also him. is probably the last we're gonna see of him. <laughs> but yeah. he's fine at least he's not dead yeah well i mean he might die Oh, nah, no, 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 no. I don't no, no. think so. No, they heal him. They heal, they heal him. him. They at do the heal him at the end of this episode. She heals you're him. Right, you're right. You're Moraine right. heals him. Yeah, he's fine. We're just not still not going to see him. So we, uh, okay, so fast forward a little bit. M- Moraine comes out with with Lan, mm-hmm. and they they put in some work. Yeah, we have another about to kill, <laughs> another Trolloc about to kill uh, Egwene and Nynaeve. When Moraine, Moraine's magic just straight up rips one of those fuckers in half. Yeah. It's real gross. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Um, did you like the magic stuff? Like, did it look, um, did it look good to you? I thought the magic itself looked good. I didn't love the way Rosamund Pike was like kind of doing. She was going a little. She was a little too animated in her movements for my taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know what I mean, like she was like she was really getting into chucking these these fireballs and, and right, shit. Like, right, 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 right. Her, she was just going. She was just over the top with like her movements uh, a little bit for me. Yeah, maybe then, maybe that just, was the maybe only just overselling it. Yes, like overselling it a little bit. That was really the only problem with it I had. Uh, but the magic itself, I thought looked 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 real good. Yeah, she does this um this like charge up uh like lightning thing. Yeah, dude, she uses like all the elements. Like she uses fire. She uses lightning at some point. Um, I I was I have to admit I was a little disappointed at the. Uh, she does this thing that gave me some heavy spirit bomb notes, where she's like <laughs> light, give me your power, and like sucks up the power from like all the the sources of light. And instead of it being like a cool like blast or something, uh-huh. all it was was she was just like throwing inanimate objects, like picking. No, up- no, no, dude. Nah, I was I was so into this because I was with you when it was charging up. She's like, oh, she's about to spirit bomb these these fools. But then she <laughs> she she did charge up for a minute too. Yeah, like I like how Lan has to like basically guard her and protect her. While she's charging up, she charges up full meter, she busts this super move, 
and just throws half of the inn at these fuckers. <laughs> Not a whole inn, just half an inn. Although then the rest of the inn falls down anyway, so she might as well throw in the whole inn. But I thought it was rad. Like, as far as super moves go, she just throws a house at these dudes. <laughs> okay, that's funny. I do like that. Yeah. It's not every day you have a house thrown at you. It's not every day you have a house thrown at you. That's right. And honestly, like, I, I get where you're coming from because when it's like, oh, you're shooting lightning and fire at dudes and just ripping them in half with magic. Right. And then your super move is just to throw throw something at them. It could seem well, like you it's, downgraded. It's not, even, it's not even just because it's a super move, but she, like was like light give me your power i was expecting some type right. of like light beam like like something light sure. related you know what i mean sure. um this is all this is also after she takes this knife to like the shoulder area too. Yeah. yeah 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 um so she's she's hurting and she kind of has to yeah like yeah call out to the power of the light and friendship and um you know all that <laughs> anime bullshit and uh charges up full meter and busts that super but uh yeah i wonder like she seems all right i i guess she's okay uh for by the end of this episode but i guess we'll see yeah uh so this this whole thing finishes up and um they spend some time like oh hold on this whole thing does not quite finish up no yeah there's a couple things in here real quick note this wandering trader dude seems pretty unconcerned by all this we get this brief interaction between matt and this like trader guy i did not catch his name mm-hmm. but all these trollocs are like busting into the town and like killing people and burning it to the ground and he just kind of like Dude. is sitting back watching it and he just like does not seem concerned at all i just so figured what, it out because of you what the hell is his deal yeah i what? figured it out you mentioned what if like killing those goats and doing that was a way to summon all this He's the one that summoned them. He's the one that did that to summon them. And then they show up and he's like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) Could be. I I kind of assumed it was the eyeless fucker, but maybe you're right. Maybe he wasn't there yet. Yeah, I I feel like maybe he summoned the eyeless fucker, which in turn summoned like the trollocs or whatever. You might be right. I was just, I just thought it was weird. I was like, he does not seem concerned at all. And this town is like, getting destroyed around him. right 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 um, okay all right i can be with that so dude yeah this okay this sucks this is i did not i was not expecting this even yeah i mean like i i don't want to sound like i'm being a fucking schmuck about this show because like <laughs> i have the back half of this episode i truly i I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I've got to say, there was still something about the show up until this that I was like, this kind of seems like high. To f- buy the numbers. Like what? Like to buy the numbers, just like. N- well, yes, but I, I felt like it was like um, diet high fantasy. Like it was just like mm. a little soft, like just a little. Sure run-of-the-mill kind of like baby's first steps into like fantasy like stories for for tv anyway i I understand that the books are very well you know fleshed out and like right but i just felt like it was just kind of a little easy okay fair enough and then we get this whole battle scene and then we get this in particular and i was blown away this added some big 
emotional stakes that I feel like weren't necessarily like missing, but that like didn't know that we needed. Right. It it provided a lot more weight, and I like how there's like an expectation dodge here too of like, oh, the Trollocs kill his you know wife, and now he's gonna go fight them to like you know basically right. get his vengeance. But that's not what happens. Yeah, so we, we've been building this up. Oh, what what happened, yeah. Scotty? <laughs> so Perrin and Layla, I do have her name here. Uh, this uh, She's the blacksmith gal, mm-hmm. and he's one of our main characters. Great teamwork in the Forge. They are fighting together. They're fighting off two of these Trollocs. They're struggling, but they're doing well. And just as they manage to win, it seems like they've won and killed both of her, both of them. He accidentally, like, he, he basically, like, he he hears a noise behind him or, you know, yeah, he feels reacts. a presence behind him. He reacts, and he turns and just axes her right in, like, the gut yeah. and kills her. Kills his wife. Kills his wife. She dies and in his it, arms. It fucking sucked, dude. Oh, yeah, I dude. felt for him. Because that's... That's so shitty. Like, listen, obviously losing your your significant other in any way, shape, or form is awful and terrible. But accidentally doing it yourself has got to be soul-crushing. Yeah. And, like, truly, like, truly just a a responsive, like... Yes, like a a jerk reaction. Yep. Like, we're in the middle of this fucking fight. And it just, it felt like that, too, because it was... It was a mess of things happening. Yes. It was a gut punch out of nowhere. And man. and then this happens and all the sound just kind of like yeah. goes away. And it's just like, oh, fuck. I literally gasped and like put my hand up to my mouth. Amanda was watching and she was like, uh. <laughs> okay yeah. I was like, dude, I just was not expecting that. Yeah. I did not expect it at all. Like if she had died to the Trollocs, sure. Okay. Sure. Fine. Again, by the numbers. Uh, But. Great expectation dodge there, and I feel like going forward, you know, this will, this will give Perrin something to, you know, struggle with, and he's gonna have to eventually come to terms with. But that's that's so rough. Yeah, dude, that's rough. Yeah, my my note says, uh, you never want to see like this. So like, don't think I'm being like fucking demented and and shitty. But like, I am very very happy that the show had the like kind of the gall to go there right yeah, and like and the, do the, the fucking thing yeah 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 um sure. so look the dust settles mm-hmm. uh this is also oh. a very heavy scene too uh, by the way real quick somewhere during the whole fight uh Nineveh gets like carried off by right she gets like dragged too. off or something right 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 so the dust settles it's a very heavy scene uh, my note in parentheses, Roose Bolton better not fucking die. <laughs> um, so yeah, he has, we learned that he has Trolloc poison. Uh, Moraine yep. does end up healing him. Uh, yeah, see, he's fine. Yeah, he's aight. That's right. Uh, now, Perrin, oh, dude, Perrin carrying his dead wife out yeah, was, was rough. Shit. Was rough. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um... They see they see uh, some torches up on the mountainside. Uh, you see the rest of the army on their way in to scoop them up. Yeah. And Moraine recruits these fuckers and says, yo, they are going to follow you. So if you stay here, your village is fucked. I mean, yeah. your village is already fucked, but, like, you need to come with me. 
Randikin kind of takes a moment to try and blame her. He's like, because it's pretty obvious he does not trust her. He's like, you show up and then the next day these things like destroy our town. Right. And she's basically like, yeah, they're here the same reason I am for you four, you know. So really it's your fault, Randikin. (laughs) Really it's your fault, you dumbass. Uh, uh really I I loved this just a real quick quip here from my dude Matt after she says all this about like the dark ones awakening and one of you is the dragon blah 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 Matt's just like well you've fully lost your mind yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of laughs it off I I really enjoy appreciated that interaction between the two of them Yeah I kind of get um, the sense that he's going to be the kind of like you know the black sheep yeah. of of the group just kind of like maybe a little against or against the grain or just like just like snarky he's yeah he's like a gambler like he loses all his money but but you also see you know he's kind of got like a heart of gold too like he cares greatly about like his little yeah, sisters yeah. He, he runs back out into the fight to save them which we didn't mention um yeah he seems like he's like like a, a black sheep but comes from kind of a tough situation with his family life right but it seems like he truly does care for like his sisters at the very least and his friends for sure but you know, definitely has got some some issues as well. Right. So they set off, and that's the end yep. of the first episode. Yeah. Um. She, Moraine is kind of narrating as the episode ends here. She says, I do have this exact quote. There are no beginnings or endings to the turning of the wheel of time, but this is a beginning. And I was just reminded by uh, reminded of a great philosopher by the name of Matthew McConaughey, who said, <laughs> "Someone once told me time is a flat circle." That wasn't Matthew McConaughey at all. Who was that? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know. That was Sean that Connery was. and uh, and fucking Nicolas Cage having Our a love child. Yeah, that was that was Nick Cage a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, time is a flat circle. Uh, definitely big. Uh, true detective vibes from that line there from her. But well, uh, the other great philosopher, uh, Luna Lovegood, says uh, circle uh-huh. has yeah, no yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, Luna Lovegood. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. I told you no Harry Potter references. I yeah, lie. sorry, pal. Um, it's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, what are your overall thoughts, man? I mean, first episode in, you liking this? You want more? You're kind of whatever or what? Yeah, I was, I was intrigued. You know, listen, like. We were going to start this series, and I was looking forward to it, but as I I actually went to go watch the episode last night, I was kind of like, I wasn't super ready for it. I kind of was like, ah, I just, it was, I I was viewing it more as a chore. I was like, ah, I got to get this done and, you know, do get through this, but I I found myself enjoying it. Like, I'm intrigued. I like the setup. Um, I feel like at least several of the characters like i'm into like moraine and lan um perrin and matt i would say are the standouts for me so far um and yeah i'm i'm i am i'm intrigued for more i i wasn't too down on a lot um and i I am interested to see where it goes i i find it so fascinating that i was a little less uh, into it than you because i'm usually the shitty yeah. like <laughs> yeah. snippy like asshole i one. mean i yeah. definitely thought i was coming into this by the way for everybody listening uh 
Scott and I, I know we've, we've said this on the Harry Potter show and on the One Piece show, but we, we have a strict rule. We don't talk about our, our homework, right, throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout right. the week. I mean, obviously, this was just last night, but we don't text about it. We don't talk about it until we hit record. Uh, so this is this is kind of true, just unfiltered. So I definitely thought I was coming into this, and like we were just kind of gonna like shit on some things together. Uh, really? I, again, okay. there it turned out that I liked a lot, or the things that I liked about it vastly outweighed the things I didn't like. Fair enough. Uh, but the overall vibe, not really jiving with that, I think is kind of a a bad thing. Like I was just kind of like, this just seems a little lame. Seems a little soft. Seems a little baby's first anime. anime. Like, baby's first uh, high fantasy, right? Fantasy, yeah. I I guess I was more willing to give this that aspect of it a pass. I, I Again, I do not disagree with you. But I was more willing to give that aspect of it a pass is because I know this book series has been around a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, uh, all high fantasy pulls from freaking Lord of the Rings because it was kind of... right. The first big one and Lord of the Rings pulls from like, you know, mythology and, you know, stuff, you know, stories throughout time. So everything is pulling from everything. But I was kind of giving it a pass. The, this particular series in my mind being like, ah, eh, you know what? This seems a little by the numbers as far as like story setup goes. But so does a lot of stuff. I, I don't think I was necessarily feeling like that about like the fantasy tropes. Like, I, I think. It's, I mean, truly just like, maybe it's just, I'm more attracted to the kind of like grittier, like grimy fantasy, like Lord of the Rings, like Game of Thrones. Sure. Um, Like, okay, uh, here's a perfect comparison. This, everything seemed here, even though we're in a kind of grimy little shitty mountain town, everything feels like the way you feel about Rivendell. Like, it just seems like too, like fake fantasy-ish like everybody's costume designs i don't don't know maybe yeah maybe i'm full of shit i i probably am i usually am um (laughs) yeah you know so so i my my exact note here is just like i I felt like it was a little too cornball but once we hit like somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes of this first episode i was very interested in what was happening uh i did take note to say i think on paper i love what's happening right like the yeah. the actual story, right, of of everything that's going on, but I think that the production, the props, the costuming, and the acting, uh, and effects and stuff like that are going to be what makes the show either make it or not. Make it in or my break it. in in my in my opinion. Sure. Um, by the end of the episode, I, I'm invested enough to watch. You know, the series. Obviously, it's not a huge commitment because it's it's eight episodes. <laughs> right. Um. But I do. Oh, you're f- committed, you little dick. Well, I'm, I'm committed because we've <laughs> we've promised to do this for the podcast. But like, as far as my general interest, um, one episode in, and Zach is already like cancel, call cancel, it quits, yep, call, call it, it quits. Yep. <laughs> um, Amanda and I had a conversation about this, and this is this is this might be kind of a weird take, but I I think it I think it does ring true. So we we felt like the dialogue kind of pushed the whole like women are powerful narrative like really really hard. And obviously not in any way shape or form to be like that isn't a good theme because I think it's awesome. I think a lot of the stories that we know and love 
have extremely powerful women characters. Mm-hmm. I just thought that like a lot of this, like every other line was like women, women rule, like women are the ones in charge, women, whatever, right? Like don't need no man, right? Which sure. I think that there are other ways to depict that without having to keep saying it, right? Um, sure. You know, and we talk about this a lot, the whole like show don't tell rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the show, and I think this is just kind of an example of how I feel like it's being said and pushed in that format more so than like shown as much. We do get some very good examples through through the episode. It just it I feel like it just popped up a lot, and I was like, okay, yeah. like cool, like I, all right, I get it. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just being a fucking dipshit uh, misogynist uh, and fucking <laughs> sexist asshole, but I I obviously that's that's not. It's not something I not care about intention. in that sense. It, I just, I, I would say the same thing about any other thing that like had to keep being voiced and not just right. shown, right? Show us how like women are the ones that are in control. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. What you mean? Um, and there definitely was, as you said a minute ago, some some corn and some cheese corn. to be had. <laughs> some corn to be had uh, throughout throughout the episode. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, like you also said, the, the good just outweighed the bad for me Definitely. by the end. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, I, listen, I thought there were, I, they talked about a lot. You're right. And maybe overemphasized a little bit, but I found kind of the, at the very least, the dynamic between Lan and Moraine to be a good example of that showing you know like they seem to have a equalish equalish on footing relationship right like where they were basically like supporting each other in like battle like he was kind of protecting her while she summoned super spells right and they were you know fighting together in that way so that is what i kind of more appreciated is like that particular relationship being you know even if, you know, he is technically, you know, a servant or a bodyguard or whatever to her, she did not treat him that way. Right, like sure. a lesser, you know. Right, definitely. Um, so I appreciated the, the way that relationship in particular was portrayed uh, in that, you know, hey, listen, we have cool-ass dude characters and we have cool-ass gal characters. And, you know, that's the way it's going to be. So Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I am positive that as the show plays out, it will be a uh, more of a visual depiction of like the way that the world is right right uh and like the hierarchy of things if there is a hierarchy of things mm-hmm. um i i i have to appreciate the fact that this is a pilot episode which is unbelievably hard for right, any show to introduce you to a new world mm-hmm. uh so look i you know i i have to, i have to you know give it the benefit of the doubt and just be like okay this is obviously something that is important to this world to this setup so I'm going to, you know, take it for what it is. Uh, if I was to have it my way, I would just show more ways that, you know, women are in that position of power, which I think is great. And I think is a really, really cool kind of flip on the very the traditional. Sta- the, yeah, your standard yeah. like king this or chosen one. And it's always a man. I mean, obviously, we right. don't know what the turn will be here, but like, sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say that would be the only thing like story wise that I would maybe cut a little bit out of the dialogue and just like insert more visual representation of that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, look, dude, pilot episodes have to do so much heavy lifting. And, it's a lot of heavy lifting to be done. And they just simply can't show everything like how I would love. So, you know, again, giving it the benefit of the doubt, uh, that, that was one of the only, like, writing nitpicks that I had. For sure. Well, Zach, do you have any other final thoughts here? Or should we about wrap it up? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think I'm excited to get into episode two, talk more about that. Um, the end of this episode definitely left me wanting more. Uh, so definitely looking forward to, you know, jumping into episode two and, you know, seeing what the rest of this is about. Uh, if you are listening to this show before you have watched the Wheel of Time series, uh, please know that Amazon has released the first three episodes of the show. And so you will get all three of these episodes back to back to back. Uh, and they will be coming up on a weekly basis after these first three episodes. So if you have Amazon Prime, join us. Right? You know, watch the show with us. If you don't, you can get a free trial of Amazon Prime and, and hop in. You know, If you like what we're talking about here and see, it seems like something you're interested in, uh, the more the merrier. Uh, we do also want to take a second to say, if you found us through One Piece or through Harry Potter, and you have continued to join us through this series, we cannot say enough how much we appreciate that. We appreciate you guys so much uh, for doing that, because uh, we can very much see how you know sometimes people just want to stay in their lane of the things that they like. So if you are venturing on you know this uh, this kind of new journey with us, uh, it really does mean a ton to Scott and I. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, and if this is your first time listening and you found us because you wanted to hear more about Wheel of Time, thank you so much for joining us. We have done our finishing up a series on Harry Potter and as Zach said, One Piece. So check those out if you're interested in either of those. But at the very least, thank you so much for joining us as we journey through the Wheel of Time. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to more. Until next time. Bye.